Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact me directly, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Those are the two emails. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and on Facebook. And you can also find us online at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find the full free show archive. You can listen and download all of the past shows Monday through Friday here on Ground Zero Radio. And if you don't like listening to those annoying advertisements in those shows, which are part of the free archive, you can always subscribe to the ad-free archive also on the website. Either way, you support us financially and keep us on air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, week after week, month after month, year after year. It is 2023, February 10th, Friday, Super Bowl weekend. Every Super Bowl weekend, for years and years and years now, we have had our famous or infamous Super Bowl show, and we will have that show on Monday after the big game. I'm not particularly interested in the Super Bowl, but it's ritualistic for me. We watch, obviously, the commercials and the halftime performance and try to approach that subject without screaming the key words like Illuminati or Satanic or something like that. So that's coming up Monday. Don't worry, we will have that show for you Monday. And depending on where that show goes, maybe touch on it again throughout next week. I know a lot of people ask me about it, just like the Grammys this week, which we've covered twice on uh, the show last night and the night before. So I just want to let you know, we are going to be talking about that Monday. Don't get worried. But before we can get there, we have something else to talk about tonight. It's something that we discussed on one solid occasion, on a show back in September of 2022, September 28th, I did a show called Sabotage and Coincidence, Tools of the New Normal Order. What we discussed on that show and what we played clips of on that show was the story of the Nord Stream pipelines blowing up or exploding or being sabotaged or blowing up in what amounts to a astronomical coincidence, but pipelines blowing up and the white house telling the public that this is just another opportunity to go green, another opportunity along with rising gas prices to go green. Now, since then gas prices have trickled down And they've told you they're getting the gas prices down. Joe Biden told you at the State of the Union, we'll still need some gas and some oil for another decade or so. That made some people pretty angry, pretty upset. But whether it's the Nord Stream pipelines or it's a hurricane, Hurricane Ian, remember the White House used Hurricane Ian and said, hey, it's a great opportunity to get vaccinated. Really? Great opportunity to get vaccinated, just like Ready.gov and FEMA said that if there's a nuclear detonation and you survive it and you try to escape the fallout by going into a bunker, the best thing you can do is make sure that you have your mask and social distance. 
it is a strange thing when everything from nuclear weapons to hurricanes to acts of terrorism can just be simply reduced to get a vaccine, wear a mask, social distance, and just believe everything we say. And if you don't believe it, you're a terrorist. So when the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up, the White House told us that not only was it a great opportunity to go green, but they blamed the pipeline explosion, of which you can watch the video of, they blamed it on the Russians. And in fact, Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland, both who had blamed this on Russia, both had said prior to this that if Russia entered into Ukraine, that the Nord Stream pipelines, particularly the NS2, would be, big quotations, dealt with. A few months after Russia invaded Ukraine, big quotations, we found out that the U.S. Navy and NATO were conducting an unmanned underwater exercise in the Baltic Sea near Nord Stream. Another U.S. naval exercise was also taking place in the Baltic Sea at the beginning of September. Then, the Central Intelligence Agency informed Berlin, Germany, which had jurisdiction over the pipelines. They warned Berlin, the CIA did, of a coming attack. They said that the pipelines are going to be attacked just days before the pipes depressurized and then exploded, basically uh, this was, if you question the validity of it, this is proven by seismographs, reportedly, that these were explosions. And uh, it just so happens to be that when the CIA informed Berlin of this coming attack, just a few days before the pipes exploded, it was the very next day that Norway and Poland opened a new gas pipeline to replace Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. So in other words, you have this Russian energy coming into Europe. The United States had said, both Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland had said, if Russia invades Ukraine, we will deal with the pipelines. And then the CIA says something's going to happen to them. And then there's naval exercises in the area. And then they explode. And then suddenly Poland and Norway open up a new gas pipeline to replace Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, like literally within uh, a very short multi-hour window of the pipelines exploding. Uh, all that, to me, sounds really suspicious. If you don't know much about this story, if this is all kind of new information to you, I try to keep up with everything, so I have a little bit of knowledge on a lot of things. For some of you, though, this is kind of a boring story, but it's a story that needs to be talked about. For those of you who don't know the story, here is Joe Biden talking about the Nord Stream pipeline, talking about the threat to the pipeline. Then we have Victoria Newland talking about the threat to the Nord Stream pipeline. This is before the pipes depressurized and exploded. So take a listen to this. Pretty damning, but let's just go ahead and listen to it, and then we can interpret what Joe Biden is saying. 
Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Now, some people have pointed out that on the very surface, if the U.S. engaged in any kind of sabotage operation of those pipelines, then it would have been an act of war on Germany, which is an ally of ours. And if the United States carried out this attack as an act of sabotage against Russia, they can say that it's against Russia, but it's also against Germany. And if I were the Germans, I'd be pretty angry and pretty upset about it. But no reason to fear because Poland and Norway have a gas pipeline that replaced Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 like literally the very next day. So it was all very well organized or so it seemed. So that's Joe Biden saying that if there is any kind of troop movement, any borders being crossed because Ukraine's border is more important than our border, then we will take care of. We will, you know, we will we will make sure that there there is no longer a a Nord Stream pipeline. There's there's two of them, no no longer Nord Stream pipelines. We'll do something to it. And the reporter's like, well, how are you going to do that? And he's like, just don't worry, we'll get it done. I mean, that kind of sounds like like a threat. I mean, it's like. If someone said, hey, if you um, if you testify, you know, in court, um, we're going to kill you. And then you testify and then they kill you. And then police are standing around like idiots being like, huh, why why was he assassinated? Well, the mob said they were going to kill him if he testifies. So it's probably the mob that threatened him publicly when Joe Biden just says, yeah, if you do it, Russia, and we'll blow the pipelines up. And the reporter's even smart enough to ask. Isn't that German territory? Isn't that German property? Aren't they in control of the project? Oh, don't worry. We'll get it done. We'll just blow them up. So then here is Victoria Newland saying something, well, kind of similar about those pipelines. And again, this, along with the Joe Biden clip I played you, these are before, these are before the pipelines depressurized or exploded. The Undersecretary of State for political affairs. Here is Victoria Newland talking about the Nord Stream pipelines. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. All right, so it's pretty simple she laid it out pretty directly if if russia does what we don't want them to do nord stream 2 will not proceed and something bad will happen to it so you have the president of the united states i know most of you already know this but stay with me we're going to go into more details you have the president of the united states saying this earlier last year Then you have Victoria Newland, who is the undersecretary of 
state for political affairs for the U.S. She says it. I mean, these are pretty important people. They're threatening that if Russia invades, then the pipelines will be kaput. They're going to do something to them. They'll stop them somehow. Okay. Well, for some weird reason, it's considered a conspiracy theory for anybody after the pipelines explode, after the stuff with the naval exercises and the CIA informing the Germans that the pipes might blow up and then Poland and Norway opening up pipes just literally like a pipeline, like literally the next day. If you point any of this out and you say, well, that's one hell of a coincidence, then it's a conspiracy theory. If you just remove the word theory, you realize what it really is. It's a, it's a conspiracy. It's a threat by powerful people to override the sovereignty of an ally. We don't know Germany's involvement in it, but to override the sovereignty of an ally to violate an agreement that we have with the Germans and assuming that they weren't part of this to blow up this pipeline to just kind of offset where uh, the power in terms of energy is coming from and where it's going. In this case, literally into Europe, but also the power internationally of, of energy uh, production and, and distribution. That's a pretty big thing. And we sat here on the secret teachings. This isn't CNN. This isn't Fox News. Okay, this isn't um, your favorite alternative radio show. We're none of those people. I'm trying to provide a different perspective, even if it's on things that are considered quite political. Even if it's things that you think are very mundane, we, we can always go a step further and we do as the show progresses. So I sat here on that show and I told you that it was pretty obvious based on those clips alone that the United States sabotaged those pipelines. Now, the thing that really gets me is, really baffles me is, there's a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of mis- and disinformation, just a lot of ignorance, a lot of naivety about history in general, and particularly about American history. So, for example, when the United States of America was, was founded, there were people, a lot of people, that did not want to declare independence from Britain, that wanted, they were loyalists, they wanted to be part of the empire, and as time progressed and we declared independence and then we have the Constitutional Convention, one of the biggest debatable points of the Constitutional Convention, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this that's important, one of the biggest and most heated issue at the convention was the sovereignty of small states when compared to large states. This is where the whole idea eventually came from for uh, senators from each state to, and then representatives based on population for each state, which could be many. You know, Rhode Island has a lot less Congress people than, than um, or House representatives than California does, but senators from California and Rhode Island are supposed to balance that out. The big issue was small states and big states. It wasn't even necessarily the North and the South which were divided along largely racial lines. So there were debates over what was a 
a uh, an acceptable and compromisable form of of government and structure using some basic principles. That alone should show you that the founding of the United States of America, whatever you think of the country, whatever you think of what we supposedly represent as a nation, there were people that agreed and people that disagreed with certain elements of the founding. One of the people, or one of the groups of people, I should say, that really disagreed with the founding principles were slave owners, they black or white. And they didn't want there to be equal justice or any kind of equality. They didn't see black folks as equal. They saw them as inferior. Now, this wasn't what the country was founded on. This is what the country was founded on, despite the fact that there were people that felt that way. Those people wanted slavery to remain a mainstay of this country as it was anywhere else and still is in a lot of part of the parts of the world. Uh, they wanted it to, to, to be maintained as the status quo. Uh, so we look back into history. There's a point to this. We look back into the history and we see, oh, bad people did bad things, so everybody must be bad. Well, despite the bad people doing bad things, we did a lot of good things too. And the people in contemporary times that look back and say, oh, all of the United States were evil and everything we do is evil. That is unless you say, hold on a second, the United States blew up that pipeline. Suddenly, you're a conspiracy theorist and the U.S. no longer engages in those kinds of behaviors. That's a very strange and weird and bizarre thing to me. A lot of people on the political left see the United States as a symbol not of hope and liberty and freedom. They see it as a symbol of oppression and symbol of slavery and things like this. That wasn't the founding of the country, though. That was a handful of rich and powerful people. They later took on the name of the nullifiers. They wanted to nullify the Constitution to maintain racial hierarchy. This is all documentable. It's in my book, Liberty Shrugged, if you're interested in reading about the history. And eventually we had a civil war because of it. And then eventually that group of people were the inspiration in league with the British to create this movement of eugenics in the early 20th century, which then inspired Hitler. And you know the story up until modern times. Same kinds of people, but they weren't the main founding fathers, if you will, of this country. So the point is, contemporaries who still have those views, who think the U.S. is bad, the Constitution's bad, everything's racist and all this, when you present them with a story like the Nord Stream Pipeline, they won't listen to Joe Biden threatening Russia or Germany, for that matter. They won't listen to Victoria Nuland just openly declaring we will take care of the pipeline if Russia invades. These are the same people that used to be upset about wars of aggression and invasion and occupation, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Libya, you name it. And suddenly they, they like war. They like the war in Ukraine. They like supporting Nazis in Ukraine. And the government that they hate so much I suppose because they're perceptually in control of it with their political ideologies. The government they hate so much could never and would never do something like this. They would never engage in acts of terrorism unless a Republican's president. Then all the stuff that George Bush or Donald Trump did in the Middle East, and they both did terrible things. You know, Donald Trump did terrible things, the selling of weapons to the Saudis, and which just it's just disgusting what Trump did just as much as Bush did. But if they're doing it, then there's something to be upset about. If they're not doing it and Joe Biden's doing it or the perception of his power and party is doing it, suddenly the U.S. can't be evil anymore. 
If they're in control of it, it can't be evil, which goes back once again to the founding days of this country when the people who wanted to maintain racial hierarchy and that little bit of power they had, that little bit of wealth they had, although they were indebted to the big banks and the the shipping companies, they thought that making everybody equal was evil. They thought that putting blacks and whites and even women, for that matter, on the same playing field was evil. They lost because we got the Constitution that we got. They lost because the Union won the Civil War. But they're winning today perceptually because they've changed their tune. And now they tell you, after centuries of loss after loss, that they actually care about the things that otherwise they didn't care about. Now they just redefine them. So the U.S. is evil and bad and does all these terrible things until you say, well, I mean, sometimes we do. We, I mean, we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. No, the U.S. wouldn't do that because, look, Joe Biden cares about trans people. I hope that makes sense. That's the best way I can describe this. People that otherwise would be very upset and very angry at anything the United States does, and particularly things that are really shady overseas, suddenly have a really hard time believing that the United States would, I don't know, sabotage a pipeline out of some corporate banking influence or out of greed or malice or hatred or trying to instigate and spark a Uh, a nuclear holocaust, or something like that. It's just, oh, I can't believe that. George Bush was definitely torturing people and sanctioning that that kind of activity and shut down Guantanamo Bay and don't waterboard people and, oh, it's bad, and oh, but when they they blow up a pipeline and admit they blow up a pipeline, they wouldn't do that. Come on. Democrats wouldn't do that. Joe Biden wouldn't do that. He's a good guy. Well, he said on video he was going to do it. Yeah, but that's not what he meant. Yeah, but he said he, he said he was going to kill the guy. He said he was going to blow the pipeline up. He didn't say that. Well, here's the clip. Well, he that's not what he meant. Also, you're you're now you're determining what the president meant when he said. So it doesn't really matter what they say; it's what they meant. So you get to be the arbiters of reality. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's not just Joe Biden; it's Victoria Newland too. Victoria Newland just said, "Yeah, sure, we're going to take care of it if Russia invades." It doesn't make sense how people that just hate America and granted, I'm with you in terms of the international aggression and the wars of occupation and invasion and things like that in Syria, Libya, Iraq, Afghanistan, totally opposed to to virtually all of that. But when I say the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up suddenly, oh, no, we would never do something like that. And that's really weird, don't you think? That just doesn't really make a lot of sense, don't you think? And although we told you that back in September of last year, it takes investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch and a bunch of foreign press outlets to finally get to the bottom of the story. For example, the Times of the UK, the Daily Mail, etc. are reporting that the United States bombed the Nord Stream gas pipelines. The US carried out an attack sabotage on the Nord Stream pipelines. Did Biden give the order to destroy those pipelines? Probably not him directly. But he was knowledgeable, like Bush was about 9-11. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about what Seymour Hirsch has said about those pipelines and 
some of these international reports about the U.S. bombing those pipelines. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. It's just so easy to believe that the United States, because we're evil and racist, would engage in acts of war and acts of occupation of sovereign nations and that we would steal resources and take control of poppy fields from the Taliban. We'd run Guantanamo Bay and torture people. For some, it's really easy to believe all that stuff. and. There's no doubt that most of that is as simple as I just stated. It's pretty pretty easy to understand. The U.S. did take control of poppy fields from the Taliban. It's not a disputed thing. I've talked to multiple soldiers, Marines, etc. They said that their one job was to guard poppy fields or their one job was to guard oil pipelines. Obviously, that was benefiting the big oil companies. That was benefiting, well, Dick Cheney, who somehow got paid all this oil money to write energy policy for the United States. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it also doesn't make sense when Barack Obama throws a bunch of money into green energy and then they all go belly up and then the billions of dollars disappear. It's the same kind of a fraud, whether it's oil companies or green energy, same kind of a thing, right and left. But it's easy for some people to to just use those talking points. The U.S. has done all these terrible things or we, we, we've killed innocent people. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with our Constitution. That has nothing to do with the Declaration of Independence. That has nothing to do with 
any of the founding principles because our founding fathers were not interventionists. People like George Washington did not believe, and Thomas Jefferson did not believe in waging conflicts around the world. I mean, unless it was absolutely necessary, and especially in, in just basically perpetual form and perpetuity forever. That, that, that is totally opposed to the founding principles of this country. Some people have a hard time understanding that, though. In the same way that some people have a hard time understanding that there's a difference between founders and anti-founders, or what we call nullifiers, that wanted to nullify the Constitution. And they eventually did when they seceded from the Union and then wrote their own Constitution. You can see this in the Georgia State Archives. It's in several other, uh, the one I found in the Georgia State Archives, with several other archives as well, Alabama, I think, State Archives, um, where the Confederacy wrote their own Constitution. And if you grab a copy of my book, Liberty Shrugged, uh, I mean, if you like history, I wrote this book to blow your mind. Uh, it blew my mind learning and reading about this, this stuff. But in the Confederate Constitution, it actually says that Negro slavery is to be preserved. They wrote that Constitution because they wanted to nullify the federal Constitution. That's why they seceded from the Constitutional Republic and the Union, because they, they, they couldn't legally have slaves. So there's a piece of history your teachers don't tell you in school and then also that whole thing about the Civil War, the Union won, and slavery decimated the South. People were much more poor and much more uneducated. So that's a whole other story. But the point is, the people that have a really easy time making all of these negative derogatory comments about the U.S. and reducing complex history to ultra-simplicities find it really hard to believe that Joe Biden or Victoria Nuland would say on video that if Russia invades Ukraine, we will do something terrible to the Nord Stream pipelines. Now, that's not just my opinion. I played the clips for you. I'll play the clips here again in a second for you. When you listen to these clips one more time on the show tonight, I'm only going to play them one more time because we have a lot to talk about tonight. I want you to just hear what they're saying and take it into consideration. To me, it sounds like a threat. Here's Victoria Newland. If I can get it to play. Um, with regard there to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Pretty certain about that. Will not move forward if Russia invades Ukraine. Okay, well, let's listen to Joe Biden saying basically the same thing. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. We will bring an end to it. And the journalist asks, but it's a German project. How are you going to bring an end to it? He's like, don't worry, we'll 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 deal with it. But but how will you how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. 
we will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. You know, the thing, you know, with mines and, you know, divers and the thing, you know, the thing, you know how they, they, they sabotage things, you know, it's like those uh, Tom Clancy video games or something, you know, the thing. So there it is, Joe Biden, Victoria, Newland, both saying this would happen to the pipeline. So for those of you who don't know, the Nord Stream pipelines blew up, oops, last year in September. And we told you here on The Secret Teachings what we just played for you there, that Joe Biden and Victoria Newland both had threatened that if Russia entered Ukraine, Nord Stream pipelines, particularly NS2, would be dealt with. And a few months after Russia invades, quote-unquote invades, we find that, interestingly enough, the U.S. Navy and NATO were conducting an unmanned underwater exercise in the Baltic Sea near Nord Stream. And another U.S. naval exercise was also taking place in the Baltic Sea at the beginning of September, probably making sure the charges were set, right before the pipelines mysteriously blew up. Not really that mysterious, but the CIA informed Germany, our ally, that there was going to be some sort of explosion or attack or terrorist activity right before the pipeline depressurized and then explodes. That's according to seismographs. It exploded, and they think that there were definitely explosives. It didn't just depressurize and blow up naturally there were points of depressurization because of explosions that had rocked the pipeline at multiple points now i haven't been down there i don't know what it looks like okay but um norway and poland were on the case because as soon as it was announced that pipeline blew up no more russian evil russian energy into europe norway and poland said we have our own pipeline and it's ready to replace Nord Stream 1 and 2 right now. And it's like, well, but they that, that, but that one just blew up. And then you got another one right here that just happens to replace that one. At the same time, we're, what? So we told you that on the show back in September of 2022. I'm sure you can find plenty, well, not plenty, but a handful of other radio shows and podcasts who said very similar things. I know my good friend Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero said something probably pretty identical to what I told you on The Secret Teachings. And as always, it takes months to years for the mainstream media to catch up. For example, speaking of Clyde Lewis, I remember Clyde and I, and also Brad Olson, our good friend Brad Olson, we did a show together in studio in Portland, and we talked about the, quote, sonic weapons at the, the embassy that was affecting Canadian and American diplomats. Remember that story? And we said then, as well, I maintain now, that what actually happened was that it was some kind of uh, electronic device, because the media said it couldn't have been a sonic weapon. It was some kind of electronic device, and it was very similar to what happened in the 50s at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. And it made people very sick. Maybe it was an experiment, but it was definitely some kind of sonic-like device, ultrasonic device, etc. Now, the mainstream media said, no, that's not possible. That's not true. We didn't find, one of the articles I read said, we didn't find uh, the device, so it couldn't have been that. You know, I mean, 
you got shot in the head, but we couldn't find the gun, although we found the bullet, but we can't say you were shot because we can't find the gun. That doesn't we you definitely that's a knife wound, but we can't find the knife, so you weren't stabbed by a knife, is what they're saying. It took a year almost to the date of us doing that show for CNN to finally acknowledge, yeah, it was probably a sonic weapon. And by that time, I mean, within 24 hours of the average story, the average person doesn't care anymore. So a year later, it's just, yeah, um, any crazy conspiracy theorists, you know, people like Clyde Lewis, Brad Olson, Ryan Gable, all of our listeners that understand what's going on. Uh, they were right, actually, after all. And the same thing's happening now. We're not a year out, and the mainstream media hasn't fully acknowledged it, but a very famous and very credentialed, award-winning reporter has been able to substantiate those claims. According to the Times of the UK, the US bombed Nord Stream gas pipelines. This is a report from the Times.co.uk from February 8th. That's Wednesday this week, just 48 hours ago. Have you seen this in the news? I didn't think so. U.S. bomb Nord Stream gas pipelines claims investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch. There's a few reports, largely international reports. There's reports out of India, reports out of the U.K. There are reports out of Reuters but the reports out of Reuters say this is not a true story. This is more fake news or whatever they call it. So anyway, that's the headline. This is a big story. And few people here or there talk about it. You know, you get your Tucker Carlson types. You get your people that really aren't left or right, that just want information and find it really, really weird that people hate America and think everything America does is bad and we tortured people and racism and but then when the U.S. president says we're going to destroy this pipeline if Russia invades and Russia invades and the pipeline blows up and you're, he's like, oh, I didn't say that. So on video, oh, the president wouldn't have done that. Well, uh, it looks like they have. And now they have to contend not with, you know, little people like me, but people like Seymour Hirsch. According to the article, the bombing of the Nord Stream underwater gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. By the way, Baltic doesn't. It's not lost on me with Balenciaga, right? Ball. Bollywood, Ball, Baltic Sea, with all the other stuff going on. It's very ritualistic. Everything is ritualistic. But the pipelines in the Baltic Sea was a covert operation ordered by the White House and carried out by the Central Intelligence Agency. Yeah, probably, according to veteran investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch. I reported, and you can go and look at our show promo, and you can read the description of the show. 9-28-22, Sabotage and Coincidence, Tools of the New Normal Order. And I wrote this in my little description. The CIA informed Berlin of a coming attack just days before the pipes depressurized from explosions, according to seismographs, and the very day Norway and Poland opened a new gas pipeline to replace Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. And now Seymour Hirsch has confirmed what I said on the show. I'm not an award-winning journalist. Maybe I should be. Told you they were sonic weapons. Told you that Britney Spears was under the control of handlers. Told you that all the UFO disclosure stuff is just going to be a big, as they say, nothing burger. And I told you that these pipelines were sabotaged with military precision and the CIA knew. And then it takes... 
an investigative journalist to kind of squeeze the story into the mainstream. And then still he gets slapped down by Reuters and the White House who says, no, we would never do anything like that. What are you talking about? Well, isn't the U.S. just evil? Isn't that like the whole democratic platform? The U.S. is evil and we do bad things around the world. But we wouldn't have blown up a pipeline. I mean, there weren't even maybe maybe we didn't. There weren't civilians there. So and they weren't brown. So maybe we didn't blow it up. Or maybe they had a report of some brown people on a boat in the sea and they were like, hey, we got to blow this brown people up. So the U.S. bombed the Nord Stream pipelines, according to Seymour Hirsch. Seymour Hirsch, a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. This isn't some random guy. I don't know if you know Seymour Hirsch. He's claimed that U.S. deep sea divers using a NATO military exercise as cover planted mines along the pipelines that were later detonated remotely. That's literally what we told you on the show back in September. In fact, if you go to your search engine and type this in, Baltic Sea U.S. Navy Exercise, you will pull up U.S. Navy exercise in the Baltic Sea, as you can assume by what you're typing in. And you will find that the U.S. military was working in the Baltic Sea, part of an operation called Ball Tops 22. This is on the U.S. Navy's GD website. It's on their GD website, Navy.mil. Ball Top 22, the premier Baltic Sea maritime exercise. So they were running an exercise in the area. We told you that back in September. They were running this exercise, and it began in September. There were multiple exercises going on. The U.S. Navy and NATO exercise in the Baltic Sea, and then there was a U.S. Navy exercise starting in September in the Baltic Sea. And, well, now Seymour Hirsch says, yes, these, these were the, uh, the cover stories, if you will, for what happened to the pipeline. They went down there, they put explosives on it, and then blew it up. Just like they said they were going to, and just like they threatened if Russia was to go into Ukraine. Pretty convenient. Maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Joe Biden's psychic. Maybe he's psychic. So Navy.mil, there it is, Navy.mil, Baltic Sea Maritime Exercise, June 17th. And then here is Military.com, U.S. Navy Assault Ship Takes Part in Baltic Sea Training. And that was... September 4th. Okay. So what we know here is that officialdom in the United States threatened to do this. What we know here is there were naval exercises with NATO and without NATO in the Baltic Sea before and right before the pipelines blew up. And it's pretty... I'd say it's pretty easy and logical to infer from that information that a few weeks later, on September 26th, when the pipelines blew up, that it was probably because of what the U.S. government did. 
So I don't think that's an outrageous um, inference. I don't think that's an outrageous assumption that this is this is what happened. Funny thing is, if you go to uh, even if you go to Wikipedia, it says that a series of clandestine bombings led to Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipelines leaking and then blowing up. Ooh, it blew up. It exploded. We had no idea that was going to happen. We just, I don't know. Who knows? We, we don't know what's going on. We have no idea. November 20, or excuse me, September 29th, 2022. This is an article from Wired magazine. It says, dark ships emerge from the shadows of the Nord Stream mystery. Satellite monitors discovered two vessels with their trackers turned off in the area of the pipeline prior to suspected sabotage. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just literally watching the mainstream news admit it while simultaneously denying it. <laughs> so let's get this really straight. The U.S. threatens to blow up the pipeline. Russia does what the U.S. doesn't want. The pipeline blows up. Germany, I guess, is okay with it. Maybe they were part of the operation. There are two exercises, Baltops 22 and a U.S. naval exercise in the area a few months before and then literally just weeks or days before. And then after they blow up, Wired Magazine reports that two vessels with trackers turned off are seen by satellites which were watching the explosion leaving the area. Maybe you don't believe in satellites, that's fine, but it's pretty suspicious, don't you think? I mean, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Dark ships emerge from the shadows of the Nord Stream mystery. By the way... That mystery led to 400,000 tons of methane being put into the atmosphere. But it's really just your car that gets 25 miles a gallon. That's the problem. So Seymour Hirsch, the award-winning reporter, he now claims, based on his investigative research, that the pipelines were blown up by the U.S. government and... It was done, he says, as part of a NATO military exercise with U.S. deep-sea divers, probably naval, who planted mines along the pipelines that were later detonated remotely. Here is the Daily Mail, and we're going to go back and we're going to look at these articles in detail later. I normally don't read articles, but these are really important ones. I want to go through and get every detail from them, just ring them out for everything they have. Did Biden give the order to destroy Putin's Nord Stream pipeline after Ukraine invasion? The answer to that question in the headline, which is probably rhetorical, is yes, we have the video, we played it. Bombshell report claims Navy divers carried out mission to kill Russia's gas stranglehold on Europe, an audacious mission overseen by president. Of course, the next day, like literally within hours, Norway and Poland said, hey, we've got our own pipelines. Don't worry about Nord Stream. According to the Daily Mail, specialized U.S. Navy diving teams carried out the bombing attack against the underwater Nord Stream pipelines, which supply Russian gas to Western Europe during a top-secret mission overseen by President Joe Biden. According to a bombshell report, divers planted C-4 explosives on three Nord Stream pipelines in June 2022, 
which were detonated three months later using a sonar buoy, which broadcast a signal that triggered the bombs, according to the report. It might not have even been that complicated or that sophisticated because they had two boats in the area, maybe as backup, two boats in the area with their signals turned off, dark ships monitoring the explosion. And that's on satellite, according to Wired Magazine. Now, I don't know if they use C4. I don't know if they planted it on three pipelines, one pipeline, or whatever. Whatever the case with this story, don't believe it absolutely, but this is pretty close to the truth. According to the Daily Mail, the attack was carried out in response to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and designed to force Germany and other European nations to end the reliance on Russian gas, it is claimed. Now, the thing is, if this is true in any way, shape, or form, this is an act of war on Germany, particularly because if the U.S. is trying to undercut an ally and force Germany into ending their reliance on Russian gas, then the U.S. is directly responsible for all of the energy problems that Germany is having, so many energy problems that Germany, which is like run by crazy liberal Nazis, Germany's had to go back to coal because they just don't have enough energy. Things got so bad that even the crazy liberal government in Germany said, we have to go back to coal or everybody, people are just going to die. We don't have power. So we undercut an ally. We violated what I would imagine to be numerous peace agreements, ally agreements, et cetera, whatever the, the official terminology is for. I'm just guessing at what they call it. But we violated the, the, uh, the project run by a foreign country that we're allies with. We sabotaged their project to force them, an ally, to get off of Russian gas because we want a war with Russia. I mean, this is evil and sick. You don't have to be pro-Putin. But it's pretty obvious to see that once again, just like with George Bush, Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, etc. Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein, Muammar Gaddafi, probably weren't the best people to ever live. But Gaddafi did good things for his people. Osama bin Laden had worked for the Central Intelligence Agency. Saddam Hussein was doing things for his people. I'm not saying these were great people, but they didn't want the same thing that the United States wanted. So they became these terrible enemies. And the neocons went about systematically exterminating them and destroying everything that they had created and produced and taking their resources and wealth. Can't do that as easily with Russia can't do that as easily with the big bear. So what we've done is we've tried to get other countries to join in the war by sabotaging projects that would help them to become maybe more in the future, more energy independent. I mean, you're going to need to have energy to get to a point of energy independence. You don't get there by just cutting off all the energy. That doesn't make any sense. So we force Germany to cut off, cut off their energy and then Germany does so poorly now that they have to turn back to coal. So not only did Nord Stream, the explosions at Nord Stream, send 400,000 tons initially of methane into the atmosphere, but it also forced Germany to go back to using what they say is very dirty coal. I mean, this is just astounding. It's baffling. The report was published by Seymour Hirsch on his Substack. 
He cited sources, quote, with direct knowledge of the operational planning, end quote, behind the alleged plot. The White House and the CIA flatly rejected the report on Wednesday, branding it complete fiction. Probably means that it's in some way, shape, or form accurate. When we come back from break into hour number two, we'll have a brief recap. I'm going to go further in to what's happening in the Baltic Sea, what did happen, and what that means today. The White House says that the Nord Stream explosion is it's not their fault. The White House said on Wednesday that they were formally dismissing Seymour Hersh's blog post. He's an award-winning journalist. It's not just a blog post. It's like supposed to dismiss it. Oh, it's insignificant. They said it's utterly false and complete fiction. But uh, Reuters also admits they have not corroborated the report, so they don't know if it's true or not, but they're running interference for the White House. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food Philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero. 
when you're at ground zero and call up to the fall back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. are listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable we're with you monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday and anytime in the secret teachings archive at www.thesecretteachings.info or anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts applications or on the internet just search the secret teachings you'll find the show we don't have all that big money behind us promoting us and advertising us and telling you what to listen to. So if you do listen to the show, please share it with friends and you appreciate what we do. Shoot us an email, let us know, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Find us on social media, on Twitter and on Facebook as well. When you listen for free or when you subscribe to the ad-free archive on the website, it supports us financially. We get paid with the advertisements in the free archive or if you subscribe directly Obviously, that supports us directly or buy my books. All of that keeps us on air Monday through Friday. It allows me to do what I do five nights a week and, well, sometimes on the weekends as well. I have to do a little bit of work, but it's what I love to do. I love sharing information and new perspectives with you. That's the whole point of the show, to share a different perspective, share another way to look at things, and to apply history as an oracle or to apply the concepts that are invariably found in countless symbols and religions and philosophies to contemporary events. That's what we do here on The Secret Teachings, even when we talk about something that seems a little bit more mundane like tonight's topic, the Nord Stream pipelines. Most of you probably don't think about that on a daily basis. I don't think about it on a daily basis. I try to dive divest, divorce myself from anything that's really mainstream political, for the most part. But when I see a story like this about the Nord Stream pipelines back in September, it was really obvious that those pipelines were blowing up. They didn't just, by some mechanical engineering error, explode. So we did a show back in September, September 28th, 2022, Sabotage and Coincidence, Tools of the New Normal Order, That show will be put into the archive tomorrow morning as a best of. We sometimes re-upload best of, so you can find that show as a best of. Uh, It'll be right next to this show. If you're listening to this show right now in the archive, just scroll and you'll, you'll see it right there next to this. And on that show, I told you that the Nord Stream pipelines were blowing up because of threats that were made by Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland. And... They said if Russia goes into Ukraine, they're going to blow them up, and then they get blown up, and then they say, well, it's Putin's fault. Turns out, as we reported back in September, because we were reading the military's websites and because we were following along with the patterns, the U.S. and NATO, the U.S. Navy and NATO, 
were indeed conducting an, un, an unarmed, uh, unmanned, excuse me, unmanned underwater exercise in the Baltic Sea near Nord Stream. And then there was another naval exercise a few months later. This was in June. And then this latter exercise was in early September. Right there in the Baltic Sea, right there where the pipeline is, within, I don't know, boating or swimming distance of it. I'm not sure the exact coordinates. But those two exercises called Baltops 22, B-A-L-T-O-P-S, the premier Baltic Sea maritime exercise. You can read about that. U.S. Naval Forces and your, uh, U.S. Naval Forces, Forces Europe and Naval Striking and Support Forces NATO, Public Affairs, Navy.mil. There's the Navy exercise with NATO. Then you can read a few months later, military.com, U.S. Navy assault ships take part in Baltic Sea training. And that was September 4th. So I'm going to read those two headlines again for you. I've got all this, you know, all these links. If you want the links, I've got them in an email. But here they are again. If you want to type them in, Baltops, B-A-L-T-O-P-S, Baltops 22, the premier Baltic Sea maritime exercise. June 17th is the date, 2022. It'll be Navy.mil. The next one is Military.com. That's Military.com. It's U.S. Navy assault ship takes part in Baltic Sea training. That's September 4th. And then a few days later, just an accident, oops, and some pipelines blow up. They blow up. I think I might have said the 29th earlier. I might, I, 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 if I said that, I'm wrong. It was the 26th. Uh, the blasts on the 26th of September caused major damage to these pipelines. Uh, three of the four, reportedly, and these are pipelines were very expensive, $20 billion underwater. It's a lot of money and also a lot of methane, 400,000 pounds of methane. It's a lot of methane just went up into the atmosphere. It's, you know, no big deal. It's a lot of methane. It's cool. I'm not really worried about methane. We're worried about CO2. So a lot of methane went up. Nobody wants to talk about that. Anyway, that's what we know. We also know the CIA informed Germany that an attack was going to take place right before the pipes exploded and right before Norway and Poland opened up a new gas pipeline to replace the Nord Stream pipelines. Pretty convenient, wouldn't you say? We told you that back in September. Now, investigative journalist and Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Seymour Hirsch has confirmed the same. According to the Times of the UK, thetimes.co.uk, the bombing of the Nord Stream underwater gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea was a covert operation ordered by the White House and carried out by the Central Intelligence Agency of the United States, according to a report by a veteran investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He claims that the U.S. deep sea divers there in the Baltic Sea, using a NATO military exercises cover, Baltops 22, planted mines along the pipelines that were later detonated remotely. Here's what the Times reports. We're going to read through. It's not an extremely long article, but we're going to read through this article and see if we can pull some more details out of it. 
It says, in September, a series of powerful explosions destroyed the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines that run through the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany, providing cheap gas to mainland Europe. So not only did, you know, Germany, which ran these pipelines, it was their project, not only did Germany uh, come under attack by the United States if the U.S. actually did this, but we also forced Germany to use coal again because it cut off their energy and they are using more coal now officially because they just don't have any power. The attack was soon revealed to have been a deliberate act, but no culprit has yet been identified. So from the beginning, we knew it was deliberate. And we have Joe Biden and Victoria Newland saying, yes, we are going to take care of the pipelines. We're going to do something to them. They won't exist. They will no longer be functioning if Russia invades Ukraine. So we knew from the beginning that the U.S. had threatened to do this. We knew from the beginning that it wasn't an accident. It was intentional, but nobody wanted to take credit for it. It's just all plausible deniability. So Seymour Hirsch says that this was a black operation ordered by President Biden, carried out by the CIA in cooperation with Norway, which happens to be the other country that just happens to have a pipeline ready to replace Nord Stream as soon as the Nord Stream pipelines blow up. For those of you who don't know Seymour Hirsch, he's also broken a lot of other huge stories, such as the torture of prisoners at Abu Ghraib. Ghraib. What was the name of that? Abu Ghabi or Ghraib? Ghraib prison in Iraq. That was a big one. Remember that of the George Bush administration? And uh, then, of course, the mass murder of hundreds of civilians in Mai Lai, Mai Lao in Vietnam. Uh, those are two big stories. I remember the Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq. That, that was a huge story, right? And that was what got so many people angry about all the Bush administration torturing people. You don't, of course, they're torturing people. They're torturing people today. And people used to be mad about that, right? All those evil Republicans, neocons, just war criminals. And then Obama just expands the wars. Trump keeps selling weapons. And then Joe Biden blows up a pipeline of an ally. We're not even attacking other countries that are maybe adversarial. We're just attacking allies now because they're not doing what we want them to do. So anyway, that's Seymour Hirsch. He's broken a lot of big stories. In a 5,000-word report published on the online publishing platform Substack, Hirsch writes that the operation was disguised, quote, under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Baltic Operation 22 or Baltops 22, which was conducted in June off the coast of Germany. We told you that on the secret teachings in September of last year. That show is available for free. If you go and search the secret teachings, you'll see the best of it'll be there and you can download it and listen for free. Hirsch says the Biden administration's decision to sabotage the pipelines came after more than nine months of top secret planning within the American national security community. Hirsch writes, quote, for much of that time, the issue was not whether to do the mission, but how to get it done with no overt clue as to who was responsible, except for that whole part where Joe Biden said, if you invade Ukraine, we'll blow up the pipelines, except for that part where Newland said, if you do this, we'll blow up the pipelines. So, Seymour Hirsch, in his report, he quoted some anonymous sources who had reportedly direct knowledge of the operational planning. He said, deep sea divers from the U.S. Navy's Diving and Salvage Center in Panama City, Florida, the largest diving facility in the world, planted C-4 explosives along the pipeline, which were later triggered by a sonar buoy dropped by a plane. Hirsch has claimed 
that on September 26, 2022, a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane made a routine flight to release the sonar buoy. The signal spread underwater initially to Nord Stream 2 and then on to Nord Stream 1, he wrote. A few hours later, he continues, the high-powered C-4 explosives were triggered and three of the four pipelines were put out of commission. With a few minutes, pulls within a few minutes, pulls of methane gas that remained in the shuttered pipelines could be seen spreading on the water surface and the world learned that something in uh, or irreversible, something incomprehensible, had uh, taken place. Big explosion, a lot of methane, but that's okay because getting rid of Putin is more important than climate change. So with what we learned about this from a little bit of reporting from Seymour Hirsch, turns out we were right here on the secret teachings. That's not an ego thing. That's just a common sense logic thing. We told you about Ball Tops 22. We told you about the U.S. Navy exercise in the area at the time. And now Seymour Hirsch is confirming what we, we reported. I don't have inside sources. I'm just thinking about it logically from what I've seen, do a little bit of digging. And he found the same thing uh, upon his investigations. Now, maybe what he's getting from the government or military, his inside sources, is partially true, partially false. It's like 99.9999999999% confirmed that the U.S. government did this. We threatened it. We had men in the area at the time. We it, we benefited from it. And Germany, which is supposedly our ally, ha- has done nothing uh, about it, considering the fact, except they've had to switch back to using coal. Despite the fact that it's very obvious the U.S. did this, the Germany has been very quiet about any accusations, probably because the U.S. has threatened them economically. So there's a lot of factors to this. It's really obvious the U.S. did it, but maybe what Seymour Hirsch is reporting is not completely accurate, not because he's not a great journalist, not because the information he's getting is completely false, but maybe some of it's false. Maybe they didn't use the kinds of explosives that he was told. Maybe they did use C4. Maybe they did use these these mines, but maybe it wasn't a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane that dropped the buoy. Maybe they didn't use a buoy at all. Maybe it was, according to Wired Magazine, and this was a report that came out November 11th of last year. It says, Dark ships emerge from the shadows of the Nord Stream mystery. Satellite monitors discovered two vessels with their trackers turned off in the area of the pipeline prior to the suspected sabotage in September. And... And in, uh, in, in the theme of being honest and straightforward with you, I think I also misspoke about the amount of methane. I think I, I think I might have said 400,000 pounds, 400,000 tons, <laughs> a lot of methane. But it says from Wired magazine, according to the analysis by satellite data monitoring firm space, no, it's a, maybe I should re- I pronounce that again. According to the analysis by satellite data monitoring firm space, no, the two dark ships, each measuring around 95 to 130 meters long, passed within several miles of the Nord Stream 2 leak sites. According to the CEO and co-founder of Space Snow, quote, we have detected some dark ships, meaning vessels that were of a significant size that were passing through the area of interest, and they had their beacons turned off. 
meaning there was no information about their movement and they were trying to keep their location information and general information hidden from the world. According to Wired Magazine, the discovery, which was made by analyzing images from multiple satellites, is likely to further increase speculation about the cause of the blasts. Yeah, you threaten it, and then there's naval exercises, and then there's two ships with their, well, basically with everything turned off. Their beacons are turned off, so nobody can get access to what, what they're doing. Nobody can track them. And it takes some satellite images of the area of the explosion to see that there's two ships in the area while the explosion is right there where, where they are. Ooh, it's just all magical. So the Wired magazine report said multiple countries investigating the incident believe that the pipelines were rocked by a series of explosions. They did not believe, most countries did not believe from the start that these were accidental explosions. Of course, it was blamed on Russia which is why would Russia blow up their own pipelines? That doesn't make any sense. Just like when Ukraine shot a missile into Poland and attacked a NATO ally and the U.S. didn't invade Ukraine, we were told that it was actually a Russian missile that had hit Poland, and we were told we should invade Russia because Poland is an ally. It's ironic because that missile actually was a Russian missile, but it was fired by the Ukrainian military. And it struck Poland, and then they blamed it on Russia. Why would Russia fire a missile into Poland? Why would Russia blow up their own pipelines? Doesn't make any sense. Why would Germany blow up their own pipelines? They're already starved for energy. They've had to switch back to coal. Why would the U.S. destroy the pipelines? Well, for leverage and for power. That's the bottom line. Power. Turning the world in the direction that you want to turn it. And for all the people that say, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. I don't care what Seymour Hersh says. I don't care about Joe Biden threatening to do exactly what just happened back in September. I don't care if this is all pretty confirmed now because Joe Biden wouldn't do that. Joe Biden's a good guy. Some people actually believe this. And these are the same people that really like Joe Biden that also hate America. They don't like the torture, Guantanamo Bay. They don't like all the things that the U.S. has done, but they find it really difficult to believe that the U.S. would blow up a pipeline in a covert military operation as part of what amounts to a shadow proxy war that isn't taking place in your backyard, so it's not in your backyard. It's cool. It's not a big deal. That's the essence of what we're dealing with here. Seymour Hersh also says, that Biden and his foreign policy team, which includes his national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, and Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Nuland, who also threatened to do this. Uh, he also documents, Seymour Hirsch does, that they had all spoken out against the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And they had said in the case of Newland, we played the clip in Biden that something bad might happen to it. Ooh. The article says it would also have increased the Kremlin's political influence over the continent at a, at, at a time of heightened tensions between Moscow and the West and significantly boosted revenue for Russia. Nord Stream 2 alone would have doubled gas supply already provided by Nord Stream 1, which would have actually helped the Germans, our ally, but instead we blew the pipeline up and now the Germans have to go back to coal. So the 400,000 tons of methane 
On top of the methane that increased in the atmosphere because of lockdowns, that's right, less CO2 led to sustained CO2 and more methane in the atmosphere because we artificially tampered with the atmosphere. And then it just so happens that once we we blow these up, it affects Germany so severely, they're the ones that are affected more than Russia, they actually have to go back to coal because they don't have enough energy. And there's more to it than that. But this didn't hurt Russia. This hurt our ally. This is an act of war on Germany, on Deutschland. This is an act of war on an ally of us, of ours. And it's it's so easy to believe the U.S. does all these bad things, but, oh, no, we wouldn't have blown up a pipeline. Seymour Hersh's anonymous source says, because the president's threat was so obvious, I mean, destroying the pipeline, quote, no longer could be considered a covert op- option because the president just announced that he that, that we knew how to do it. And he did. He did. Seymour Hersh's source was quoted as saying that because the president threatened to do this, destroy the pipeline, that destroying the pipeline, quote, no longer could be considered a covert option because the president just announced that we knew how to do it. (laughs) You don't need a covert source to know that, though, because we told you that back in September and we have no covert sources here on the secret teachings. Hersh continues and says the plan to blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2 was suddenly downgraded from a covert operation requiring that Congress be informed to one that was deemed as a highly classified intelligence operation with the U.S. or with U.S. military support. According to Hirsch's source, there was no longer a legal requirement to report the operation to Congress. All they had to do now was just to do it. And maybe that's why Joe Biden opened his mouth. Because now they could do it without any kind of legal restraints. If he says it, it's like, it, it could be in a way construed as plausible deniability to say it and be like, oh, well, we were just, we, we didn't actually mean it. But now that we said it, it's not covert. We don't need congressional approval. We can just do it as a highly classified military operation. And we don't need approval. George Bush didn't need approval to send troops to the Middle East to declare war on other countries. Congress declares war. Bush can't declare war, but he did it with loopholes. Hirsch's report comes after Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, alleged last week, this was last week, last week, just last week, that the attack had been carried out by Washington in an attempt to ensure its global dominance. Moscow had previously accused the British Royal Navy of blowing up the pipelines, but did not provide evidence. You're going to believe the Russians over the U.S. government? Well, that's isn't that what like all Democrats do now? They like they love China, they love Ukraine, they don't believe the U.S. government unless Biden says it. And I don't necessarily believe that the the what the Russians are saying, but when they say things that are factual, that are reasonable, that are logical, you know, Russia didn't say we're going to blow up this pipeline. The U.S. did. Russia didn't have an exercise going on above the pipeline before it exploded. Russia didn't have, to our knowledge, these were not Russian boats, did not have Russian boats in the area with their beacons turned off, monitoring the explosion on satellite, picking up these boats that otherwise would never have been seen. Russia didn't do that. The U.S. did that. 
Last week, the Times also revealed that German investigators remained open to theories that a Western state carried out the bombing with the aim of blaming it on Russia, which would make no effing sense. The explosions are also being investigated by Denmark and Sweden. Germany probably doesn't want to get to the bottom of it because if Germany gets to the bottom of it, if they really don't know already, which I can't imagine they don't, they were just attacked by an ally. And that's an act of war on Germany. Some Western officials initially said that the Kremlin did it. Moscow did it. Why would they blow up their own pipeline, which would benefit the U.S. and not? I mean, where did that where did the old like investigative journalism mindset go? Like follow the money and the the power and corruption, like who benefits, right? Follow the money and who's going to benefit from this? Who had the motivation? It wasn't Moscow. Pretty simple. After the attack, Washington rejected allegations that the U.S. was involved. Obviously, the State Department said the idea that the United States was in any way involved in the apparent sabotage of these pipelines is preposterous. It's outrageous. It's egregious. It is nothing more than a function of Russian disinformation and should be treated as such. So that's either naive and competent people at the State Department, plenty of them, or that's the State Department working together with the White House and the military to cover their ass from an intelligence operation that they only ran as an secretive classified intel operation because the covert operation would have needed congressional approval, would have needed more eyes and more hands. So that's probably why Joe Biden opened his mouth because someone gave him a script to read and said, we'll take care of the pipeline. And then that downgraded it from a covert to a highly classified. So they don't need congressional approval. So then they did it. And then the state department plays defense when it's really obvious that the U S did it. So what do we do? We do what we're really good at. We blame the Russians. It's the Russians hacked into our voting systems. And the Russians forced the FBI to censor the Hunter Biden story, right? Russians also uh, killed those soldiers in Benghazi. The Russians have done a lot of nasty stuff, folks. A lot of really nasty stuff. Adrian Watson, a U.S. National Security Council spokesperson, said, this is utterly false and complete fiction. Of course, the U.S. didn't do that. Um, did the U.S. engage in torture? Yeah, we're evil. Racism, sexism, bigotry, genderism, all that stuff. But the U.S. would never, ever, 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 ever done something that benefited a small group of powerful people by subverting the rule of law, overriding Congress with loopholes and basically informalities, if you will, uh, and then just went ahead and carried it out and then lied about it. And who's going to believe you because your most rabid supporters in the media and then the talking mouthpieces of the government all back you up and support you no matter what you say, no matter how preposterous and egregious it is. So I I don't find that really hard to believe, but some people do because the U.S. is bad, but we would never blow up a pipeline that we benefited from, even if it does hurt our ally in Germany and they have to go back to coal, even if it means that 400,000 tons of methane go into the atmosphere. It's still because of your car. It's because of your kids. Stop having kids. 
Stop flying on private jets. Well, you don't fly on private jets. They do. 2,000 pounds of CO2 every hour. 400,000 tons like that. But it's really because I'm breathing. That's, that's causing the problem. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. We're going to look at the Reuters report and a recent Bloomberg story about this. Just again, as we told you back in September, I'm Ryan Gable again. The Secret Teachings.info is the website, and there's more after this. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. So it's obvious to anybody with a brain, to everybody who has the ability to think a little bit, that the United States or a small faction in the U.S. government subverted the will of Congress, as always, overrode the tenets and principles enshrined in representative government, carried out a otherwise illegal and aggressive, hate-filled, spiteful, and all sorts of other things, act of terrorism on the Nord Stream pipelines, then blamed the people that they attacked, state of Germany, which was running the project, is going back to coal because of the energy crisis there. And Germany says they're still investigating what happened. They probably know what happened because anybody with a brain knows what happened. The U.S. threatened to do it, and then they did it. 
and then 400,000 tons of methane went into the atmosphere, and then Germany went back to coal. They don't really care about the environment, do they? They actually just care about power. They just care about control. And that's why I find it strange when people have a hard time believing the U.S. government would do something like this when they're so willing to believe that anything the U.S. government has done in the past is all evil and that there's some magical, secretive, patriarchal, anti-gay, Christian, fascist state, but they find it really difficult to believe that the president would engage in this kind of covert operation. I mean, George Bush did it. Barack Obama did it. Donald Trump did it. All presidents do this. This is not a hard thing to to grasp. Now, what we also know is that the award-winning journalist, Seymour Hirsch, who broke a lot of stories about torture during the Bush years, and now he's sort of breaking open a story, but barely able to get it into the mainstream. He published a 5,000-word, I believe it was, report on his Substack. This is a, an award-winning journalist. This guy is a Pulitzer Prize winner, very well-known He's an older guy now, too. He's been around the block. And he says literally what we told you on the secret teachings back in September of last year. We did a show called Sabotage and Coincidence, Tools Tools of the New Normal Order. It's in our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Hirsch claims that on the 26th of September, bombs went off that were planted by the U.S. military, C-4 explosives, He said they were triggered by a sonar buoy that was dropped by a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane. Now, that might be true. That might not be true. That's his sources telling him that. The basis of his report, however, is that the United States, under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise, known as Baltic Operations 2-2 or Baltops 22, carried out this covert military operation to sabotage the pipelines. Something we also told you back in September of last year, not only did we play the Biden and Victoria Nuland clips where they were threatening to do this to the pipelines, but we also showed you that the CIA had warned Germany that this attack was coming. Seymour Hirsch now says the CIA helped to carry out this operation. We told you here on The Secret Teachings, in fact, I can read you the description of the show. Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland both warned that if Russia entered Ukraine, the Nord Stream pipelines, particularly NS2, would be dealt with a few months after Russia invades. We find the U.S. Navy and NATO conducting an unmanned underwater exercise in the Baltic Sea near Nord Stream. Another U.S. naval exercise was taking place in the Baltic Sea at the beginning of September. The first one was the Baltops 22 exercise, the Second one is the U.S. Naval exercise. You can find this U.S. Naval ship takes part in Baltic Sea Training. That's military.com. The Baltops exercise is navy.mil. And this is what Seymour Hirsch is confirming. Also, one of the probably most underreported stories is Wired Magazine. Wired Magazine reported that two dark ships, ships that had their beacons turned off, were photographed by satellites in the area of the explosion, not transmitting information, but in effect monitoring the sabotage. And that's not a new story. That story is November 11th, 
2022. The Daily Mail has now reported, there's very few that have reported this, the Daily Mail, uh, the Times of the UK, and a handful of others, Bombshell report claims Navy divers carried out mission to kill Russia's gas stranglehold on Europe, an audacious mission overseen by president. Here are some of the key points. The White House and the CIA, CIA have denied claims of the attack that it was carried out after secret planning overseen by President Joe Biden. I don't believe that. I don't think he oversaw anything. The U.S. Navy diverse uh, divers excuse me, planted C-4 explosives causing half a billion dollars in damage to the Nord Stream pipelines between Russia and Germany. Of course, they let 400,000 tons of CO2 escape into the atmosphere and then forced Germany to go back to coal, which isn't very clean, but none of that really matters. So the White House, based on this Seymour Hirsch, uh, Hirsch report, they've said, and this is according to Reuters, which has not confirmed the story, Reuters is running interference for the White House. That's because they're all working for the same people, apparently. February 8th, White House says blog post. They say it's a blog post. He's not, an, he's not a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who's broken other major stories open that have embarrassed the government. He's just a blogger. <laughs> he's just a blogger, right? White House says blog post or Nord Stream explosion, utterly false. Reuters reports the White House on Wednesday, that was this Wednesday, two days ago, dismissed a blog post by a U.S. investigative journalist alleging the United States was behind explosions of the Nord Stream gas pipelines. The White House says it's, quote, utterly false and complete fiction. I don't know if they were talking about Joe Biden's election, the safety and efficacy of vaccines, or the U.S. blowing up those pipelines. Reuters has not corroborated the report published by Seymour Hirsch, which said the attack was carried out last September at the direction of President Joe Biden. Maybe the whole shaking hands with the air and forgetting where you are and letting your wife make out with the first husband, maybe all of that is just for show. Maybe he's really just a psychopath who's fully functioning. He's a good actor. So according to the White House National Security Council spokesperson, Adrienne Watson, the report is utterly false and a complete fiction. The CIA and the State Department spokespeople said exactly the same thing in unison because it was State Department, Victoria Newland, White House, and the CIA that colluded, conspired to carry this attack out. Pipelines are billions of dollars, billions of dollars in infrastructure designed to carry Russian gas to Germany under the Baltic Sea. This was a German project. Anybody who looked into the details could have told you that at the beginning. So an attack on this project was actually not an attack on Russia. It was an attack on Germany, our ally. Sweden and Denmark, according to Reuters, in whose exclusive economic zones the blasts occurred, have both concluded the pipelines were blown up deliberately, but have not said who might be responsible. You're telling me the Swedes, you're telling me the Germans, you're telling me pretty much everybody. You know, any country that's investigated this, you're telling me everybody has looked at this and said it's totally deliberate, and the only people saying that the U.S. did it are the Russians 
who we're not supposed to believe because they're evil. Me on The Secret Teachings, Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero, Alex Jones, definitely. And, well, my, my friend Frank from Quite Frankly TV, I know for sure he talked about this and, and talked, uh, talked in detail about it. Uh, great guy, great show, Quite Frankly. Quite Frankly, Quite Frankly. And uh, a handful of other radio shows and podcasts who didn't tow the official line. And that's it? I'm saying what Russia is saying, and that means I'm working with them, or maybe it's because what I'm saying is logical, what Russia is saying is true, and they had no reason to blow up their own pipeline. They This was a moneymaker. Money's where it's at. Um, and the U.S. obviously has a way to make a lot of money out of this by consolidating energy uh, power, I mean that in two ways, consolidating power, consolidating energy, and cutting off of cutting off a rival, uh, a country some people see as a threat. And the, the, the most bizarre thing about all of this is even the United States and NATO, who were involved in the sabotage, called it an act of sabotage. We, 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 we know that it was an act of sabotage. We just won't admit to it. We said it was Putin's fault. Everything, is Putin really that powerful? Gas price is 50 cents up. It's Putin's price hike. Donald Trump beats Hillary Clinton. That's Putin. Pipeline blows up. Definitely sabotage. We didn't do it. Yeah, Joe Biden was on TV saying he was going to do it, but he didn't mean that. It was the Russians. The Russians did everything. It's always the Russians. If you put money on the Super Bowl this week and you lose, it's Russia's fault. So all this money, all this power, all this energy from the, the money and the power that goes into building these things, all the engineering, all the stuff that you don't think of on the surface, we just sort of whew, brush it all off because it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's what it's really all about. It's just, it's just statecraft. It's like stately witchcraft. They can literally, in front of you, do something, but then misdirect you. So while you're watching them do it, you don't believe they're doing it because they're giving you other information. You're supposed to believe everything you're told. You're being told two completely different things. You fall into cognitive dissonance, and then you just kind of become delusional. According to Bloomberg and some others in the last 24 hours, this was yesterday, Thursday, the 9th. According to Bloomberg, Russia is once again doubling down and officially blaming the U.S. for the Nord Stream blast. Because, of course, as you all know, Seymour Hirsch has been a Moscow agent for his whole career. So Russia is doubling down. Russia is saying that it was definitely, definitely the Americans. Business Insider reported Russia gleefully endorses Hirsch's claim that U.S. blew up Nord Stream. White House denies, though. Of course, that's democracy now. Of course, democracy now is going to deny that the United States subverted democracy and the rule of law and engaged in this kind of criminal behavior. I mean, that's the entire Biden presidency. Of course, democracy now doesn't give a damn about what democracy supposedly is, what they think it is, what they say it is. It's just mob rule and subverting the rule of law. So that's what, that's what democracy now is. Democracy now is basically dictatorship now. Of course, 
The Chinese also say, the Chinese report, uh, I guess, have responded to the report. They've, according to the South China Morning Post, just a propaganda piece, uh, they say that Seymour Hersh should be taken seriously. And it's probably true. Does that mean that I like the Chinese? No. I mean, I like Chinese culture. I love the history, but they've been destroyed by communism and technocracy. But do I believe the Chinese mouthpiece just because I don't trust their communist government? Usually not. But in this case, they're telling the truth. But it benefits them to acknowledge this because it makes the U.S. look weaker. And it makes the U.S. look really evil. And this is the kind of stuff that China does on a daily basis. This kind of criminal garbage. But if you make the U.S. look bad, they're going to make the U.S. look bad. So, of course, the, the Chinese are going to agree. The Russians are going to agree. And if you disagree with the U.S., then, oh, you must be one of them. All right back to that George Bush nonsense that you're either with us, or you're with the terrorists. You either want to go in and get those poppy fields. I'm sorry, the oil. I mean, sorry, the, the terrorists. Or you're one of the terrorists. I mean, what were the terrorists anyway under the, under the Bush administration? Most of those terrorists were not Taliban or Al-Qaeda, which were the freedom fighters, the Mujahideen and the people that were run by Osama bin Laden and the CIA. They were people like you and me who, once their country was invaded, they defended their families and their property and they were shot and killed and murdered and Soldiers did really bad things, but not all soldiers. And most soldiers realized they were used. And then Obama cut all the soldiers' benefits. And then Trump tried to change that. And then Joe Biden just doesn't care about the military at all or anything. Just completely the, the agent of chaos. Russia blames the U.S. once again. Kremlin says those behind Nord Stream blasts must be held accountable. This is all more of that flexing of the muscles. Of course, the Chinese, the Russians, Al Jazeera, etc., they're all saying the same thing. It's the U.S., the U.S., the U.S. The New York Times actually published an article. This was back in December. And the headline is actually quite accurate. In Nord Stream Mystery, they say, in Nord Stream Mystery, Baltic seabed provides a nearly ideal crime scene. Oh, and they're so right. It actually, I agree with the New York Times. It does. How do you go down there and investigate that? How do you find out who done it? You're not going to find fingerprints on the blown up pipes. How do you know who done it? It's an interesting article from the New York Times. And they're right. Maybe they're bragging, though. Look what we did. Look what we, we support. The perfect crime. It's not just a crime. It's an act of terrorism. It's an act of aggression against an ally. It's a declaration of war on an ally, on NATO, the one that helped us do it. It's a declaration of war on ourselves. It's a declaration of war on Russia. But Russia's the bad guys. Because Russia, Russia violated a, a sovereign nation's border. Meanwhile, our border is completely wide open. And they just tell you, oh, it's not true. It's not true. But then in Ukraine, they tell you that Ukraine's winning when they're actually losing really badly. They just, it's the opposite of reality. By the way, when this stuff all went down last year in September, the largest produce market in the world... Rungus or Rungus, not Krungus, Rungus, I don't know how to pronounce it, 
R-U-N-G-I-S, International Market in Paris, went up in flames. <sighs> Blew up. In fact, you can watch the video of it. It looks like some kind of terrorist attack. Big, thick plumes of smoke coming from the Paris skyline. The largest produce market in the world went up in flames right at the same time those pipelines were exploding. Like, not the exact second or minute, it's the exact hour. But we talked about that on the show back in September as well. We told you about that big, big produce market. And then, of course, how that, along with dozens of food facilities over the last year that have burned, exploded, or been hit by planes, largest meat, largest potato, largest snacks, largest oil, largest vinegar, you name it, largest salad, all suffering from some kind of terrible bad luck. And then we get to more recently some stories about eggs, right? The largest egg producer in New Zealand. 50,000 hens gone in the middle of an egg crisis. In the United States, one of the biggest egg producers in the country, 100,000 hens dead like that. Fire, 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 fire everywhere. Planes, explosions, boom, sabotage. People attacking power plants on the east coast of the United States. People attacking power plants in the Pacific Northwest. You're blowing up pipelines. You got people attacking power plants. You've got food processors, giant markets going up in flames, exploding planes hitting them. If this ain't the sabotage of Western and human civilization to build it back better, I don't know what is. From top to bottom, side to side, it seems pretty clear. It seems pretty evident what's going on. Even if you're willing to acknowledge that what we said back in September, what a lot of you knew back in September, that the U.S. did this to those pipelines, even if you could acknowledge that for one reason or another, it takes a lot to acknowledge that the attacks on power facilities that the fires and planes and explosions at food packagers, food processors, food distributors, and at egg producers at farms. Also, I've had at least one person directly tell me, I won't say their name, told me that they changed the, the food they were feeding their birds and suddenly they started laying eggs again. So there is something wrong with the food. I reported, we reported that recently too. Of course, the AP said, no, that's not true. It can't be just a conspiracy. It is a, conspir it is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. If something is being done to the food supply, if there's a concerted effort, a, cons a conspiring to sabotage food production, food distribution, energy production, energy distribution, that's what the pipelines are all about. That's what we did a show on this called Red Star State. That's why the people died in Texas during that big cold storm with the snow and the ice, because the EPA said you can't run your power plants because of carbon dioxide. And those are the same crazy psychos who are completely fine with 400,000 tons of methane, which is heavier and denser than CO2, coming up out of those pipelines. Because it's more important to blame Russia than it is to stop greenhouse gas emissions. So we fly around the world in private jets that emit 2,000 pounds, roughly estimated conservatively, of CO2 an hour, to release hundreds of thousands of tons of, CO, of, of methane into the atmosphere, which is worse than CO2. 
but we got to shut down power plants during storms because it's just it's just too too much energy. It's just it's destroying the planet. See, if you wouldn't have those power plants in the first place, the storm wouldn't have been bad in the second place, and we wouldn't have had to told you to turn off the power in the third place. And that's what you see. Sabotage of pipelines, sabotage of power facilities, shutting down of power facilities, just as much an act of sabotage as it is if someone goes in and starts shooting. Very staged, very planned. Definitely happened, very planned. And the same thing with food manufacturers, processors. The largest produce market in the world just goes up in flames at the same time the pipelines are blown up. You don't think that there's a a connecting tissue here at least. I don't eat eggs, but in the middle of an egg crisis, the two largest egg producers in the world, two of the one of the largest in the US and the largest in New Zealand just go up in flames and they lose 150,000 hens collectively. Estimated, it might be more than that. Do, do, I, mean, I I just it's it's like it's so obvious what's happening we don't i don't know all the details okay that i mean but that's that's why we were able to tell you what seymour hirsch is now saying based on his sources we were able to tell you this back in september because none of this is is concealed it's naked i always think of one of my favorite tv shows when i was a kid invader zim i don't know if you ever watched invader zim it's on nickelodeon little green alien he's kind of stupid so they they wanted to get rid of him. They sent him to Earth to invade Earth. And he's like, he's monitoring Earth. All this advanced technology. And there's a kid in his, he goes to school as a kid in his class. His dad's a scientist and he's like, he's like big into UFOs and aliens and science and proving the existence of aliens. It's kind of like a Fox Mulder type. But nobody believes him because they just think he's crazy. But there's like an alien with green skin in his class and his, his, his eye... <laughs> His human eye things fall out and you see these alien eyes. Nobody believes him. The, the, the kid, though, because he's crazy. They don't believe him. He, they think he's crazy. Even when proof is right in front of him. And there's, there's a scene where they're at a parent-teacher night and he brings his parents, which they're, the alien Zim, his parents are like robots. And at the end of the parent-teacher night, he tells his robot parents to take him home. And they just like, they're robots. Like these booster engines come out of him and they... <laughs> They fly through the ceiling of the school and the the kid that like, you know, his name's Dib, the kid that's all about aliens. He's standing there. He's like, let me guess. Nobody, nobody even saw that. And no, nobody's paying attention. Then he's like, he just gets so mad. He throws his punch on the ground. And then this whole mob of people just turn around. They're like, hey, that kid's throwing punch. And they go after him. I, I, I always think of that. That's, that's what this is like. It's like, hey, they threatened to do it. They did it. They had naval exercises, military exercises in the area before and during. They had ships with their beacons turned off. You have attacks on power plants. You have physical attacks. Then you have political attacks, turning them off, people shooting at them, facilities going up in flames, explosions occurring, and planes hitting buildings, egg producers losing hundreds of thousands of hens during an egg crisis, quote-unquote. And all of these things for some people is just like, oh, it's just scary news. It doesn't affect you as directly because you're not in the third world or the developing world. And all those things are just like, you don't see that. How do you not see that that all is 
You want to know why prices are so high? You want to know why crime is so high? You want to know why there's so many problems? Because the people in power want those problems to exist. Because those problems give them their power because you give them your vote and your authority because they tell you they can solve the problems that their policies are leading to and creating. I mean, it's so naked now. Our mayor here in Tucson posted on Twitter, I'm doing my best to stop crime, but I just don't know how. Just an open acknowledgement. I don't know how to do it. No, you do know how to do it. You don't want to do it. Because you can maintain your racial hierarchy like an 1820s John Calhoun Democrat by telling people that you don't know what what to do about this situation, but you're really trying your best. It's a lot of racism that's causing it, right? Just like in the Tyree Nichols, it's racism. Even though five black guys did that to another black guy. Actually, it is racism. It's within your own race. That's where all the crime takes place. Same thing I mean, with, with Madonna. We talked about Madonna last night. Madonna's like, it's because of ageism and misogyny that people thought I looked plastic. No, it's because of the Botox and the plastic that makes you look plastic. It's like what Al Bundy said. He's like, oh, women asked, do these pants make me look fat? He's like, he's telling his son, he's like, no, the pants don't make you look fat. The fat makes you look fat. <laughs> the plastic is what makes Madonna look plastic. The Botox is what makes her look plastic. Joe Biden on TV saying, we're going to blow the pipelines up. Victoria Newland, we're going to blow the pipelines up if Russia invades and Russia invades, the pipelines blow up. That's what makes you look guilty. That's why you're guilty. It's the sabotage of civilization. They could build it back better. That's what they wanted to do. Build it back better. Build it back better. Of course, there's a covert operation. Of course, they're going to deny it after the fact. It's so obvious that even the, the infamously corrupt Chinese government is like, yeah, the Americans definitely did that. That is not on us. The Germans, that are always so much so for, much further advanced, and just, they just can't figure out who did it. Yeah, because the U.S. did it, and they're an ally, and they don't want to engage in really bad geo, geopolitical PR is basically what it would result in. And it would be an attack on a NATO ally, and the U.S. would just look like really big hypocrites at the very least and it would give other countries like russia ammunition which it has to criticize us but then it also gives the u.s ammunition to say well the russians just making stuff up again okay well everybody agrees the pipelines are blown up from sabotage so i, I don't know it's like a it's a big game i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Please check out the website. Pretty simple to get to. Three W's.thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of one of my books, Liberty Shrugged, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, or Food Philosophy. Read reviews of the books and see the specs of the books. They're big books on our website. You get digital copies of those books with the physical when you buy them. We ship around the world. And also you get digital copies if you subscribe to our ad-free archive on the website. Otherwise, listen to the show for free. That also supports us. Leave us a review on any of the podcast radio players or apps. And email us if you have any questions about that or anything else. rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. And I have an email with all these links from tonight's show. If you'd like to get them, just email me and I will send them over to you. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and 
I hope that you have a great weekend. I don't really like football. I don't really like, definitely don't like any of the teams playing in the Super Bowl, but I will be watching it for the ritual aspect of it, especially because of all the weird ritual stuff with the Ginsburg statue and then the Madonna stuff and the Grammys and then the Super Bowl. It's like three weeks in a row. You got Rihanna performing. It, 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 it'll be good. We'll have a good show for you Monday. Again, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid. Be informed. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast next Monday. <laughs>